Revisiting Tecumseh, 50 years after I saw the outdoor drama Tecumseh the first time. Written and read for you today by me, Tamala Rich. And today's newsletter starts with a poem that's commonly known as the Chief Tecumseh Death Song. When it comes your turn to die, be not like those whose hearts are filled with the fear of death, so that when their time comes, they weep and pray for a little more time to live their lives over again in a different way. Sing your death song and die like a hero going home. Last month, I spent a week exploring the Ohio River between Chillicothe, Ohio and Louisville, Kentucky. And yes, I know Chillicothe isn't a river city. I visited because I wanted to refresh my memory of the long-running outdoor drama about Shawnee Chief Tecumseh that I first saw in the 1970s. Tecumseh's story and his legend is an essential part of Southern Ohio's history and, frankly, that of the whole Northwest Territory. But before I tell you his gallant and tragic story, I've embedded a video about conflicts between Native Americans and colonists at the time his story begins. So here's his story in three minutes. The Shawnee homelands covering most of the current states of Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Western Pennsylvania were the first epic battleground in the United States acquisition of new territory. Tecumseh's father lost his life during a retreat across the Ohio River in 1774. As he lay dying, he supposedly told his eldest son, Chizikaw, to never make peace with the Virginians, who were then still British, and to supervise the warrior training of his other male children, including Tecumseh. Chizikaw was fatally wounded in 1792 while attacking a stockade near present-day Nashville, Tennessee, and two years after Chisikau died, another brother, brother Sawasikau, was shot and killed at the Battle of Fallen Timbers. So Tecumseh had seen almost constant fighting since the age of 12 and took part in numerous conflicts with settlers and militia by the time he reached 15. Yes, Tecumseh was a proven warrior, but his true gifts were diplomacy and leadership. You can't understand Tecumseh's story without also knowing about his younger brother, an alcoholic who took the name of Tenskwatawa. He became the leader of a purification movement after reporting that the Great Spirit revealed to him a paradise of honey and game for those who followed the traditional way of life, including abstinence. Tenskwatawa, known as the prophet, may have been a charlatan, but the brothers' combined talents serve their people both spiritually and in battle. Together, they founded Prophetstown in what's now Indiana as the center of their community. Tecumseh left his brother in Prophetstown to shepherd the community while he forged an alliance of Native Americans to resist American expansion. At its height, the Great Lakes Tribes movement included thousands of warriors. Tecumseh had two meetings with the Indiana Territory Governor, William Henry Harrison, who later became the ninth president, 
And Harrison said of him that he was one of those uncommon geniuses who spring up occasionally to produce revolution and to overturn the established order of things. Harrison destroyed Prophetstown in the Battle of Tippecanoe, which is now accepted as the first engagement of the War of 1812. Tecumseh ended up working against his father's wishes when he joined forces with the British in that war. He had no other hope of prevailing against the Americans. British General Henry Proctor abandoned Tecumseh at the Battle of the Thames in, in Canada, and Tecumseh died, ending any hopes of stopping white settlement in native lands. Despite Tecumseh's views, William Tecumseh Sherman's parents named their boys after him. Maybe the name was a good luck charm for the Civil War general whose march to the sea is regarded as the first example of the use of total war in the modern era. A recent book on the Shawnee brothers has gained critical praise, Tecumseh and the Prophet, the Shawnee brothers who defied a nation. Its author says of their era, it was their misfortune that the Shawnee people inhabited the fault line between French and British interests, and as such, was fated to become an imperial battleground. So here's where I talk about the outdoor drama. The Tecumseh drama's first season was 1973, and I remember it looking much like the picture that I've got in the newsletter um, of its construction. It looks a lot different today. It seats nearly 1,700 people in the comfort of stadium seats and offers a full-service con concession area. Now, if I hadn't refreshed my memory of Tecumseh's story, I might have been content to just watch the acting and the stagecraft, including live horses. I love live horses. The amphitheater is gorgeous and the sound system superb. If you go, refer to the printed program for help following the scenes and the timeline, which runs from 1784 to 1813. The program also tells the backstory of the production itself. The part of the drama that I found most compelling was the brothers' power-sharing arrangement. Tecumseh is portrayed as the true prophet who lets his brother claim to foresee natural occurrences, including an eclipse, a comet, and a mighty earthquake to hold the Pan-Indian Alliance together while Tecumseh was away conducting diplomacy and planning maneuvers. Things go badly when Tenskatawa gets power hungry. The Scioto Society's production script is adapted from Alan W. Eckhart's book, The Frontiersman from 1967. Now I have no idea how producers might legally modify the script since Eckhart passed away in 2011. If they could update it for modern audiences, they really should do it. There were times I felt the story relied too much on Indians as exotics and you'll be able to see some of that in the video that I've included with the newsletter. It also depended too much on an apocryphal romance between Tecumseh and a white woman who taught him to read English and refused his marriage proposal because he wouldn't leave his culture and people behind for her. The script tells, in the script, he tells her he's unmarried, but the historical record shows otherwise. Please. We expect more from historical dramas in the 21st century, and Tecumseh's story is plenty interesting without all that embellishment. If you're interested in the show, it runs through September 3rd, 2023. 
The producers warn parents of children that the gunfire is loud and boy, howdy, is it ever. Uh, I've got a link to where you can buy tickets, which range in price depending on the you know package that you buy. You can get them on a weeknight for 26, weekend for 36, or the VIP package, which I sprung for at 51. All right, folks, I'll be back next time with more from the Ohio River. Until then, I'm Tamala Rich. Enjoy your summer.